are you? LOL. BRB. Oh my god. I don't know what that voice just was. What's up, everybody? Mike Bomber with you as always. Welcome to another edition of Bomber's Breakdown. I don't know what that just was. I have no idea. I just kind of felt like doing a Valley Girl voice for some reason. Because it's kind of a stock one that I can just pull out whenever. You know what I mean? It's it's not real hard for me to do. Guys used to, when I was younger, be like, dude, why are you doing that voice? Why are you doing that voice? Uh, because I can. I can do lots of voices, actually. This is just one that I've perfected. So why don't you just get away from me, okay? Loser. Whatever. Um, I don't know what that... I just felt like doing it, you guys. What can I say? It's Friday. It's the best day of the week. Maybe I'm a little biased because I was born on Friday. So whatever. Uh, for those of you who were born on Monday, stinks to be you, man. Stinks to be you. You can't justify that Monday is the best day because you were born on Monday because nobody likes Mondays. I mean, if you like Monday, you're like playing NFL football or something and making $500,000 for every three hours of work that you do because Friday really is the best day of the week. Let's be honest. Speaking of football, Sunday will be the Super Bowl. I hope you guys have a good time watching that. The Panthers and the Broncos. My personal opinion is the Super Bowl would be way better if Metallica was playing the halftime show. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. It's in San Francisco. Well, technically San Francisco. It's where the Niners play. It's not actually in San Francisco metro area. I guess the stadium's a little further away. And I know they're giving Metallica the Saturday night show, but it's like kabod. Kabod. How do you not have Metallica playing? I mean, what's wrong if six-year-olds and seven-year-olds hear Creeping Death and see you know, 50-year-old dudes headbanging in the middle of a football field in front of billions and billions of people around the world. I say that metal music is a catharsis of positive reinforcement and awesomeness that should be beholden to billions of eyes whenever possible. Is that is that possible? Why can't that be possible? But anyway, I digress. I don't even know if beholden's a word. It, it might be. I went to school for journalism. I should know that. But anyway, I, I don't want to ramble too much because I do plenty of that in this podcast anyway. Uh, because it was my first new episode in like three months, you guys. Why don't you guys just give me a break, whatever. It's like, don't listen to it if you don't like me talking. In all seriousness, though, I'm really excited about this one. This is something that I, I just love to do. I love to do. What, you know what? I've been going a long time. I come back. Well, you know, you know, there's a lot of people around. You know, I, I, I don't shine shoes no more. But anyway, this is a fun show. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a gentleman who is very kind. He has uh, an incredible talent and, and great musical voice. And just a, a good dude, man. His name is Ravi Orr. Some of you may know him from YouTube where he has done some incredible covers over the years from Alice in Chains to Deftones to Pussifer to The Police, Goo Goo Dolls. You know what I mean? This guy's a jack of all trades. I mean, come on. Alice in Chains, Goo Goo Dolls, Deftones. What else you want from him? Huh? What do you want from me? What? what do you want? What do you want? Come on. What do you want? Everybody in the East Coast hates me right now for doing a stock like tough guy. Wait, wait, come on. Wait, wait, I'm, just, I'm just joking around a little bit. What? Uh, but Ravi is uh, is a really good dude. He has an amazing voice. And he was on this podcast um, like the summertime, I want to say, the first time when Vegas Nerve was really just starting to sort of, uh, you know, become more out there in the public eye, I guess you could say. Do You Know Who I Am was the first song that these guys released. 
back in October, right before they started their Kickstarter project, which was successfully, successfully, say that three times fast, funded this past November. Doc Coyle, who is an awesome dude as well, part of Vegas Nerve, and one of the guys who helped launch this thing with, with Ravi years and years ago when they were trading songs, um, has been on the show numerous times. You guys may have heard that episode at the beginning of November, and if not, it stinks to be you. Um, but Doc's a really good dude as well. Very talented musician, not just in the metal realm, but otherwise. He's on tour with uh, Madoff Cohen right now with Queensryche. At least uh, by the end, well, maybe when you hear this, maybe the, the tour might be over. But anyway, he's, he just did a run with uh, Queensryche with Metal Cohen, another uh, YouTube music sensation. And he's a really talented guy, and this band is just is is awesome. Ravi was kind enough to send me the EP shortly before we conducted our conversation last week, and 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 it's it's awesome. It's really awesome. I can't really describe it. I I really don't like to make comparisons to anything. All I can say is it's got like this cool ethereal vibe. There's there's an ebb and a flow to it. It feels like one symbiotic piece, you know. So it's not an EP where it's like they just took four or five songs and threw it against the wall and said, "Here you go, here's your EP." You can tell these guys really are talented on their instruments and really took time to make something that's pretty awesome. And and it's just it's cool to finally see this thing come to light. It's it's coming out very soon here. So I wanted to get back in touch with Ravi as a guy who is an interesting dude. You know, he's he's one of those people that has an amazing voice that I wish more people knew about, not because of fame or anything superficial, but just because if you're somebody who loves music like myself, you just want to share it. You know what I mean? If you if you have bands that you love, you just you want to share it with people. You want you want them to to check it out. And even if they don't connect with it, if it's not their thing, you're like, all right, I didn't I did my part, man. I I shared something beautiful with another human being and Maybe they didn't get the same thing out of it, but I, I feel better for having done that because to me that's the whole awesome thing about music. It really is a universal language, and it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful thing to share with people. So dude's got an amazing voice and has a, has a pretty interesting story too, and we touch on some some personal stuff in this. Um, you know, we, we touch on kind of some other avenues that may have been possible for Ravi that he decided not to take and, and just do his thing. So you guys will hear about that as well. And and I really have a lot of respect for the guy. He makes the music that he wants to make. And it's really cool to see this finally come full circle with Vegas Nerve, which, by the way, the full lineup, I want to give due respect and shout out to the other members of the band because they are all very talented as well. And I want to shout out their projects because you should go check out those other bands because they are also awesome. It's just a cavalcade and a plethora of awesomeness. So you got Ravi on vocals, or Vox, for those of you who like to abbreviate, Doc Coyle, formerly of God Forbid, Aiden Oxenrider, Aiden, I'm sorry if I just butchered your last name, buddy, I apologize, but Aiden is also going to be part of a new project called Cosm, which you will hear a little bit about in this podcast as well, with Ravi, good friend of Ravi's, has been for years, part of many of those awesome covers you see on YouTube, Mike Gowan, in a really good band called Mother, check them out. And Mo Watson, who is part of Aliens and also, I believe, was doing some touring with Shai Halud. Mo plays the drums. 
Mike and Doc are the two guitarists, Aiden on bass, and Robbie Orr, your vocalist. That is Vegas Nerve, and this is my conversation with Robbie Orr. Here you go. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to get really weird right before we go into it, and go. Well, it's good to finally talk to you again, man. I'm excited for the uh, for for Vegas Nerve. I I just um, by the time I got home and saw your email, I made it through everything except for the acoustic version of "Pull Me Out." So uh, I I I really like it, man. And I'm not just saying that. Like I'm a guy who listens to a lot of stuff. I'm I'm pretty partial to heavy stuff just because when I was younger, my older brother was. Uh, you know he's he's going to be what he just turned 34. So in the mid 90s, he was right in the middle of all of that. Like. Corn and Metallica, what is now known as new metal, you know. So when he would come over, I'd be like, "Oh, I want to be like my older brother," you know. And then I just kind of found that that was sort of the music that spoke to me the most. But, um, but anyway, no, I, I really, I really dig it. You know, Doc has a very—he's um, one of those guitarists that you can really truly say has a very distinctive way that he plays. You know, um, from listening to to God forbid over the years um and 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 checking out uh, even the stuff that he's doing with you like it's i think his his musical talent is is crazy and it's and it's cool because he has his own unique style of playing so it was cool to listen to it uh even though it was just my first listen to see how that fit in with like your voice and everything so um i'm excited for for all this man uh, so i'm gonna stop talking now and, and ask you questions because i'll rant all day about music but um but I mean, how good does it feel to finally have this, um, to finally have this come out and, and be at the point it is now where you guys are ready to put it out there? I mean, it's it's kind of surreal because it's been so long. Um, I mean, we wrote this stuff like three years ago, and um, and even trying to remember where I was with the lyrical content, like what I was writing about, is kind of weird because I was in a totally different place in my life than I am now, but. Um, I mean, it's amazing that we that we did so well with the Kickstarter thing, and and that we're able to do it the way we we were, and it wasn't just me having to do it myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great feeling. I'm glad it's finally coming out. It's kind of scary because I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen with it if we're going to have to go on tour and and stuff's going to get real, you know? Yeah, I mean, are you? Um, is that something that you're you're looking forward to if it gets to that point? If you have an option to to maybe uh, take it on the road? Um, from from what I read. Um, just even in in your blog about um i think it was almost two years ago now where you talked about even just first uh getting into the studio with those guys and how that was just a crazy negative experience but that you guys all went out to eat and you just felt really comfortable with with everybody um i do my research robbie i'm not you know i'm gonna let you know i'm not not gonna be wasting your time you know what i mean but uh but uh, I mean, is is that something that um, I mean? Obviously, in this situation, it's a it's a brand new project. It's something that you guys just did because of your love for music. You ended up having a really good chemistry. Is that something that um, that that maybe you'd be interested in? Like, if, if there's potential to maybe do whether it's like a mini tour or who knows, even like a, a nationwide tour. Is that something now that you're? Or are you still trying to like process all of it? Uh, I mean, it's definitely something I feel like uh, would be amazing to do. Uh, hanging out with those guys is is just wonderful. I mean, um, we get along so well, and it's it's just a lot of fun to hang out with everybody. And even Mike, when we our our second guitarist, when we first um, were trying to audition guitarist, um, 
was a super quiet guy and didn't say much. And then when we got in the studio with him, he was absolutely hilarious. Like he came, it was a whole another person that we weren't expecting. So we got along so well and it was so much fun. And as you read, it, it just made me feel so much more like I clicked with people, which I barely ever get to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of doing the live show thing too, um, I'm very, uh, I haven't done that very much. I haven't done the live thing very much. So it's something that I need to do just to keep taking my skill level up. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to do it. Uh, we were already contacted by one person a little while back about uh, possibly doing a little tour, but um, Doc pretty much is going to handle all that because if I tried to, I'd have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> you want me to play a show? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think what's cool about it is, um, you know, I'm somebody, you know, and I'm using air quotes. Like uh, Chris Farley is one of my one of my favorite comedians ever. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the the character he did on Sen or, uh, Saturday Night Live where he was always doing this. But anyway. I try to play the guitar. Um, I, I first picked it up when I was 19, and uh, I almost took it back to the store immediately because I was so bad. And I, and it, it, you know, just trying to play like two things, I was like, "What in the hell did I just do?" I, you know, I was like, I got the guitar and I had no musical ear or anything, and it was just like. I was so dejected because, you know, you pick up a guitar and you're like, oh, it's not so bad. And then you're like, burr, burr, boom, boom. And you're like, dude, this is this is terrible. This is. But anyway, um, so it's something I do for fun because I love music. And I, I uh, whenever I'm, I'm, I'm even around like, you know, one of my good buddies back home, Andy, whenever we would jam together, I was comfortable with him. But I would end up just like watching him because I'm like, oh, my God, because he's somebody like like you. I mean, he can sing. He plays the drums. He can play the guitar. He's just very musically inclined. Um, but I guess what I'm getting at is like you, I, I would, I would assume as somebody who's not a musician, somebody who just loves music, like, you know, kind of like anything else in life, right? You know, when something feels right or if it feels pretentious. Um, and even Doc had mentioned that when, after reaching out to you, after seeing, uh, you know, the YouTube covers and stuff that you were doing and then meeting you guys and all of you playing your show together, um, even before that first show, he told me when I talked to him, he was like, he was like, I looked around the room and we were jamming. He's like, we we could play a show like right now, and that's how comfortable he felt. So, um, was it one of those things where it was just instant? I mean, I know obviously you and Aiden are friends, but I mean, was it something that you felt like with this right away? Like, okay, this is a project that that has legs even before it really had legs. Yeah, I mean, the guys are so professional that we're playing with, and uh, I just, uh, I mean, I I guess the the thing that always kind of uh, held it back in my mind or something was was my voice i always feel like my voice quite isn't ready and uh because of i told you about my story with that you know i was singing for many many years incorrectly and then i just had to kind of completely rebuild and, and learn how to sing correctly and i feel like i'm still getting my bearings with that and trying to get the command of my voice that i want when i want and uh and such but other than that yeah those guys are all professional and could just play amazing all day being in the same room rehearsing just some of the stuff you do you're just like that was insane what you just did and uh and doc's like that and mike's like that and aiden just is a creative kind of genius so anyway um yeah i could i could definitely feel feel that i could definitely sense it when when i met doc or when i heard his music for the first time when he sent me tracks i was like this is amazing i need to be a part of this so and I wanted to ask you too, man. Um, I read uh, I read one of your other blogs, and and we can get as like personal or as not personal as you know. Like I don't want you to ever feel like you have to 
you know, answer something. Um, but I just try to keep it at like a human level. You know what I mean? I'd rather have it be more of a conversation than like, all right, here's my fourth question, Ravi. You know what I mean? Um, but I did read, uh, you know, some of the stuff where, where, where you kind of talked about some of the things that you battled personally, even in that blog about, uh, growing up and, and moving around and not having like, <clears throat> you know, kind of a circle of, of, of friends that, that kind of were, were there all the time. And then, um, you know, losing one of your closest, one of those closest friends, like you've been through a lot of stuff, man. And, and I, I can relate in terms of, uh, I've always been the type of dude that's kind of kept a really small circle. Like to this day, I have maybe five or six really good friends that I know, you know, would go to bat for me and I go to bat for them if anything happened. And, that's been the hardest part about me re relocating to where I am now because as, as much as I just feel in my heart of hearts like this is where I'm supposed to be um, and everything's been really positive to the point where I'm looking around the corner like waiting going all right like God like when, when when's the bottom gonna fall out on all this you know what I mean so so I, I could relate in the terms of um, you know uh, keeping a very small close-knit group of people that you really can uh, can trust but um, Having music be such like a, a solo experience for, for a long time, and you mentioned with your voice and, 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 and getting it to where you want it to be now, um, now that you have this, this group of guys, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, like, how has that process been going from sort of almost like coming out of your shell a little bit, you know what I mean, um, and, and getting to the point where now your music has the potential to, to reach even more people? I mean, is that is that a beautiful thing? Is it is it kind of a confusing thing? Or do you feel like where you are right now is, like, where you're supposed to be? Does that make sense? Again, I know I ramble a lot, but it's just kind of like, because um, I know I know in this experience, it kind of, you know, you, you did all the albums, you played all the instruments on your own um and you were putting those youtube videos up with aiden and stuff but now it's like there's a potential to even reach even more people and so far the the reactions from vegas nerve have been really positive yeah i mean it's it's definitely hard to answer because it is a very open question but um i guess for for a long time i felt like i knew who i was and what i was supposed to do i mean I, hell i knew what i was supposed to do when i was like seven with music and such but um I felt like as I kept establishing myself as a musician and, and writing and, and putting things out, regardless of how many people heard it or how much feedback I got, I still knew who I was and that I had something special about you know my voice or something that I was doing. So having people kind of uh, like Doc and them come towards me and, and just be like, oh, well, you know, this wouldn't be the same without you singing or, or this, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to do this except I heard your voice, that kind of stuff makes me feel really good but another part of it is just reassuring like oh yeah i was i was doing the right thing i like i i shouldn't be afraid of this or i shouldn't just i don't know um not be sure of myself so it was all just kind of a, a weird justification uh for my ego or whatever you want to say um but i don't know like playing with those guys i don't know man it was just completely natural i have i have a hard time shutting off who i am so i i just kind of was who i was and and i, I don't know <laughs> how to answer the question um it was just so easy it's so easy with doc to just be who i am and and he's who he is and there's no bullshit there's no egotistical crap and and stuff i just i just did my own thing um that's a terrible answer to the question, but there wasn't a hard question. So. No, no, dude, it's cool, man. No, I like, it. I like it. You know, because I, because I also read uh, just to segue in the next thing that I, I was going to say um, was uh, 
I did read the blog a while back. I think it was after I got The Wool of the Crow. And, because uh, I'm interested. Like, I'm somebody that's, like, whenever whenever I get an album, like, I, I, I'll, I'll read the lyrics or I'll go through the artwork. Um, I still eventually want to want to collect everything that I already have on, on vinyl. Not because it's, like, cool, but I just, just uh, I, I still have the Crack the Sky Mastodon, which is one of my favorite records ever. And I have that on vinyl, but I don't have a record player. So I'm just looking at it like in the plastic, like one of these days, you know, <laughs> but, uh, um, but I read the blog where, um, and I don't know how many years ago it was that you wrote it, but, but you talked about how even you had somebody from like a producer or somebody from the voice approached you after they had seen your stuff on YouTube. And part of the reason I wanted to bring this up is for people who don't, who don't know you and sort of your, your, your path to this point you're definitely a guy who who's gone about it in to your own conviction and i think that that's really respectable because i do think um being on the outside looking in and somebody who's always covered music and not being an actual musician it it does there's a lot of push and pull that goes on and there there's a huge business side to it versus the creative side and and eventually it seems like every band or artist kind of hits that point where those clash and they have to kind of go okay do i want to make something that's more commercial or or do i want to stick true to 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 what i feel is right and and i feel like the people who listen to my music are going to get that and um you decided like hey i'm just going to keep doing my thing as opposed to maybe trying to go on this show and uh and do something like that and and i guess i just wanted to ask you about that process because i know there's a lot of different views out there about about those shows. Some people really love them and think like, oh, yeah, this is a chance for these people to have a career and get their name out there. And then, you know, I remember reading like what Dave Grohl wrote where he was just like, hey, man, listen, you know, there was a time when nobody knew who Nirvana was and we sucked and we just played in the garage. And I think, you know, really, if you really want to play music, you just have to do that for a while and if it's if it feels right you're eventually going to get to that place where you're where you're supposed to be so that that i kind of in, in the midst again of me rambling i wanted to uh to kind of ask you about that because um because you're not an unknown and you and you have built an audience on on uh youtube and and that was an option for you at one point sure i mean i, I wish i had more of the cognitive uh, fac- faculties to to answer this in a in a, a really concise way but uh um, when it comes to shows like that, one of the things that I reoccurringly say is that you have to be careful with the, the first step that you're taking into an industry, into a, you know, an endeavor, because if that first step is tainted with, you know, bullshit and, and lies and just wrong desires, like trying to get women and money and all those kinds of things, it tends to just mean that the next step is going to be even worse it's just it's all going to just start tumbling down right away and in a world right now where music's not really appreciated and not only music i mean art is not appreciated um and all those things it's 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 just another part of the process to try to go like that and and just it's like a match you're lighting yourself up really quick and you blow up really quick and people are like oh my god isn't this great and then it just burns down and and nobody cares anymore one of the craziest things i've seen with that lately and i've never watched the voice i never watched any of those shows they kind of disgust me and it's it's not like people really feel like they're witnessing talent and they're witnessing something special and that's what's supposed to make it special it's not special it's not special at all. It's just somebody nervously doing something, and people are like, "Oh my God, are they gonna do it?" They did it. Oh my God! So late uh, recently, I saw 
I saw Aerosmith perform the song Dream On uh, on some live setting, and, and I think it was like in 2014 or 2015, and they still sound amazing. And they've been playing, that's one of the greatest songs ever written, Dream On, I think. It's just a fantastic song lyrically, uh, melodically, everything. It's great. And I saw them perform it, and the audience didn't give a shit. They didn't care. They are just like, yeah, whatever, this is great. I saw some lady then perform it on The Voice, because I saw this little window pop up in YouTube like we all do. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> and uh, people lost their goddamn mind. They lost their freaking mind. She hit the high notes, and people are like, oh my god, she hit the high notes. Sure she did. She's a lady. She has an octave higher in her range and her voice. It's it's more amazing when Steven Tyler's been singing for like 30 years, and he can still hit those notes, and he wrote the song. Anyway, it's it's amazing just how, how much our society is, it just has their, their priorities all screwed up and messed up, and uh, Anyway, that show and those people asking me to be on that show, that is not how you go about getting famous. That is not how you go about doing good work. You do good work and you get noticed because you did good work and because you work hard, not because you're just like, look at me. And then people are like, okay. And then that's it. They looked at you and you're like, but still, I'm good. Remember, I'm good. Nah, we don't care. We want the next thing that's good. So anyway, that's a big, broad, crazy answer. But uh, that those shows, man, that's... It's gross. It's just people taking advantage of people. It's it's awful. And the people think that it's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, I I I under it's not a it's not a weird answer. I I um you know like I said as a guy who's uh not in the industry at all, you know, this is something that I do cuz I love and uh unfortunately the paper that I that I wrote for back home ended up closing, but it gave me an opportunity to really uh sort of, uh, you know, pursue something that I've loved ever since I was a kid. And, and uh, I had just as much fun writing about the local bands. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my, one of my really good friends um, to this day is, is a guy that I met through just, I was like the only news outlet that answered back home when they were trying to do their first show with this new band. And they invited me to their wedding last May and it was a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? So it was something that organically grew into something really cool you know um so it's interesting to get a, a perspective from somebody who is a, a talented musician on yourself about a show like that um just just for just the understanding of kind of of kind of that process you know because on one end as somebody who's not a musician i can see where where there might be like a singer songwriter going like okay i haven't really found the, the, the group of people that I want to make this type of music with, you know, maybe if I do a show like this, it'll give me an opportunity to kind of seek that out. Um, but, but even the way that you just broke it down too, it's like, it, it's crazy how a band like Aerosmith, you know, like you said, who's been doing it for geez, I mean, pr over what, 40 years now, probably going on 50. Cause they, I'm sure they were probably playing in the late sixties when nobody knew who they were, you know yeah. what I mean? And Steven Tyler can still sing like that. Um, but then you have this show that's on, and I'm not knocking the show. I mean, I mean, obviously the girl's talented, but but getting that perspective from you, that's part of the reason I wanted to to ask you that question was to uh, to get an idea of of, of that because it, it is something that's very prevalent in our culture now, and um, you know, it's, it, it, a lot of things are about what's trending now. I mean, it's even weird. Like the last four years, like you'll hear that on the news, like what topics are trending. It's like you never would have heard that 20 years ago, and it's and it's. Um, I think we're still kind of all finding ourselves in the, in the middle of, of all of that. 
But I think for you, obviously, you chose the right path because you did end up finding the group of, of people that you were able to make this Vegas Nerve stuff with, you know? I still have other people hitting me up and, and such, of course, all the time, and I'm still trying to do my thing. I mean, it was a choice that I made just because I don't, I don't feel like that's the right thing to do to pursue success. I mean, uh, I just, I don't know. It, it's a contest, and you can't make art into a contest like that. It's, it should just be an expression. It should be a beautiful thing. Whether you're the greatest painter or musician or whatever, you should just be doing what you do. Not to mention the other part of it that's just going out and trying to be sexy and trying to be good-looking. So many great musicians are not sexy, good-looking people. That has nothing to do with music. And it's sad that it does. Everything I've always done with music, I didn't even want to put a picture of myself up. I wanted it to just be the music, because I don't like that. Like, and then people around me are like, well, you're a handsome guy, you should take advantage of that. And it's like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Like, <laughs> I think that's nice that you think that and whatever, but I, I don't know. Um, somebody would go on stage and they'd have a microphone and they'd sing their ass off and then they'd be like, well, they didn't dance around. They didn't get the crowd going. Who the hell cares? <laughs> Who cares? So anyway, yeah, I'm sorry to completely crap over that show. And it's, of course, um, there was no knock on females for singing that song and such. It's just that I teach people how to sing and for some female to hit those notes and people would be like, oh, wow. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's just not the way I would go about trying to succeed in something. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, man, I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, and you don't got to apologize for saying how you feel, my brother. That's what life's all about. Getting it off your chest. Um, I get this off my chest. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think what's really cool, and like I said, just from giving it one listen with Vegas Nerve, um, this is something that... Uh, you guys have been working on for a few years now, and you mentioned kind of the place you were in when you wrote it versus the place uh, versus the place that you are now. Um, is it how is it going back? And now that you're, um, and again, I'm not like I don't know what the term is, or like mastering, or you're getting everything finalized now to to put this out there. What's it been like for you to uh, to watch the Kickstarter come together, and now to be going back and listening to it as you guys get ready to actually put out the final piece of art and give it to people? Well, since you mentioned, you know, the place I was in when I was writing it, I mean, the place I was in, we were, me and my wife were almost homeless and uh, just struggling very much. I got laid off from my job and, and she was trying to start her own business and it was absolutely terrible. And going back to that place in my mind, my wife often refers to it as like post-traumatic stress disorder because she just, she goes back to that space and she just gets all anxious and screwed up and uh, she developed like anorexia. I was... a, a a mess and it was it was absolutely awful so those lyrics reflect all that just desperation and all that kind of crazy stuff going on and then to have people give us money to produce the album is insane it's absolutely <laughs> insane to go from yeah like the homelessness almost to then people be like oh yeah this is really good here have some money and you're like oh that's totally ironic considering what was going on um i don't know it's just once again it's a really kind of surreal thing and um Working with Forrester in Australia has been really, really great. He's he's taken the music to another level um, that I couldn't kind of have heard it like that in my mind. If I could have, I probably would have produced it like that, you know, myself. But I can't. I can't do what he did with it. So um, I don't know. It's, it's exciting. It's and it's really close too. I, I hope we can put it out here in like the next two or three weeks. I'm I'm still waiting on the merchandise. Now I finally sent it to somebody. Sent it to you. 
<laughs> no, I feel I'm I'm th- I'm thankful that um, that you sent it to me, man. I feel I feel honored that you even gave me a chance to to listen to it because I know um, I don't think people realize how like how you know I I got I made a habit of when I was writing you know feature stories and stuff I wouldn't I would not even look at the comments you know because I I came to realize that people people would 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 take more of an opportunity to crap on what you did than to say oh wow like that that was you know do you know who I am that's a that's a beautiful song that they, they go yeah it was good but yeah eh. you know and again we're in a society now where people will pay you know seven or eight dollars for a frappuccino and then they'll go rip an album that costs you know tens and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to make that costs two dollars more than that so so um I, I i again while not a musician i understand the vulnerability the vulnerability of doing something that means so much to you and then and then putting it out there because that is part of the process you know the the feedback's going to come in at, at, in some way but um but yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it because it's, it's just real, you know. Again, I'm somebody that I can only speak for the stuff that I like and that I listen to. But um, there's, there's nothing pretentious at all about the EP. And, and um, having, having heard what, what God or Doc has done in God forbid over the years, and then seeing how that played into with yourself and, and Aiden and Mike, I mean, it, it, it was just. Uh, it was really cool to listen to, man, and and I think it's cool that you guys got Forrester to do it because um, I know he's worked with like Dead Letter Circus and Carnival, who I love. A lot of people in America don't know who they are, but they're an amazing band. I, I love Carnival. I remember the first time I listened to Thamata, I was like, "Holy crap!" Um, so yeah, man, I, I think it's it's I'm I'm excited for you guys, man. I I can't wait to to hear uh, you know see or see where things go in, in the next in the next couple of months. Um, but but was that part of it with Forrester too? You guys kind of felt like sort of the, the the sounds that you were going for, like he would be a good fit. Was was he somebody you guys actively sought out? Doc took care of everything, man. Doc knows people, and I don't. So <laughs> he, he hooked it up, and and I knew Carnival, and I saw Dead Letter Circus uh, years back with uh, Fair to Midland, which I'm a huge fan of, and um, and they're really cool. So I guess we do have similar sounds. And then he did uh, what was it? 12 foot ninja i think too if i'm saying that right which is completely crazy but a lot of these bands are kind of yeah a little bit of a mix of what we do but really quick i mean to go about not to get back to bitching and complaining but to go back to what you said about um people commenting and and looking at the comments and stuff i mean that stuff will tend to kind of shut you down when you see that because it's it's a part of our culture right now and it is a part of our evolution in the digital age people trying to feel like they don't have a personality so if they express themselves through this complaining or they uh, through comments and stuff they're they're becoming something or they're they're shining through like yeah i have an opinion it matters and it doesn't it really doesn't your little comments like most of the time they don't matter they're just you should do something that does matter and then people can go bitch about that or whatever but um yeah man it's it's really crazy and uh i like i said i I, I get really confused by it and try to understand it as, as as what I express, like our evolution. We're trying to evolve and figure out who we are and uh, and what this stuff means. And then when people are, are listening to a lot of fake music that, that doesn't have any substance, it's created by like eight producers and it's it's got, you know, a million dollar budget and things like that. It keeps getting into everybody's head 
as, oh, this is good. And then when they hear something real, they can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not real. And that, that keeps screwing with their heads. And, the, and then, like I said, then people have a comment. They have, a, they have a thing to say about it. Like, oh, well, this isn't as catchy as it should be. Or, it's, you know, it's not the catchiest song or it's whatever. Because that was one of the comments I saw about, do you know who I am? And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. If it's catchy, like, so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we were writing a song we didn't want it to be catchy? I didn't write it because I wanted it to be catchy. It was, it was an expression, man. It was, it was some deep-seated crazy shit that was going on um and that's more what matters but anyway yeah it's, it's messing with our minds stuff like crappy pop music and overproduced music it, it's telling us what's good and then when you hear something that's good you don't know it's good because your head's all screwed up uh did you see the movie the revenant no i want to i haven't seen it yet no yeah there's some people that would comment on a film like that it's a beautiful artistic masterpiece in my opinion it was it was crazy beautiful and it was all done in natural light and all this stuff and then somebody would watch it and be like yeah it was, it was okay it's like what are you talking about it was a gorgeous it was anyway um it's the same stuff it's just everybody's got an opinion and they don't they don't know what art is anymore they don't know what good art is anymore so so for no. you is it is it still trying to find that balance of like um like obviously it's different when somebody comes up to you and says hey man like i listened to visceral and it was like holy crap you know versus like scrolling down you know like a bad car wreck and going on youtube and seeing like yeah you know i mean do you are you are you at that point where you kind of because obviously you've been doing this for a while you know with all your own stuff and with the covers and stuff um you know because because then you have something where it's like freaking richard patrick from filter is sharing it on their facebook page which which was awesome you know um the surprise cover that that you and aiden did um are you still trying to kind of sort of find that balance between um like welcoming the feedback but also processing out all the the negative feedback that comes with it i just think i wish it was like it was before where it just wasn't there (laughs) feedback you would just get it from people and that's the way it was like it doesn't need to be there it doesn't help the process uh i don't know like i don't know i i do look at it yeah i still look at it and uh, hopefully I'll evolve to a point where I'm like, okay, I shouldn't look at this because I should just do what I'm doing because that's what I should have been doing anyway, right? Could better spend my energy creating than being like, what do they think of what I did? <laughs> oh, this person likes it. This girl wants to marry me. Isn't that cute? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like when, when you're starting something off, I guess you, you try to get that validation of am I doing something good? Am I doing something that people, you know, enjoy, or is it something that people are just kind of like, you know, I don't know, bitching about, and eh. I also want to see it because of the doc thing, you know, he left God Forbid, and now there's a bar thing, like, you know, people liked God Forbid, they're going to hate me, they're going to be, he doesn't scream, and he's not, you know, God Forbid, so like, I, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see that. But another part of that is that I didn't know that on metal websites, because I'm not a metal guy, that people have negative contest with each other do you know about this uh i i actually i do not i mean i i there's a there's a few sites i won't name them where i don't even go there because i i know that <laughs> there's just there's just this army of just like they hate everything and i'm like i can't i don't i i feel like i feel dirty for entering that world like i can't i can't even look at it you know that's that's what i'm referring to yeah <laughs> i i started trying to see him 
because I was like, hey, this is awesome. We're on all these websites. And then I would view the comments, and they're basically having a contest with each other. And I won't say all the terrible words, because, but I have a filthy mouth anyway that I have to tone down. But just the things that they say are horrific, just absolutely terrible. And you're like, oh, wow, that's, that person really hates this and what we're doing. And then you scroll down, nope, this person hates you even more and wants you to die in a fiery cataclysm. And then this, and, you know, this guy wants to kill your dog. It's just, it gets amazing, so... That's why that's why there's shows like South Park, Ravi. You know what I mean? That that absolutely take the real life thing and have a very poignant opinion on it, but also just run it into the ground. Which I why I love that show. Most Trey definitely. Parker and Matt Stone are, are awesome. But um, but you mentioned um, with Vegas Nerve, you know um, that you know just even now that like you're not a metal guy, and, and I think that's what's interesting about this project is with you and Mo, Mike, Aiden, and Doc, like. All you guys kind of it, it's it's almost like there's there's that middle ground or, or maybe middle ground's not the right word but like a common ground there but you you guys all kind of came from these different places you know and even online like you've done filter covers you've done tool Deftones which people can't see this but you have a huge uh, white pony poster or no flag that's a flag in your in your back room right now <laughs> uh, awesome record by the way. Um, but uh, I mean, what what was that like when the, when the first time you guys got together? I mean, obviously there there was a chemistry there, but as you guys really started to make these these songs come to life, was was that process kind of cool just to see, like, wow, we all kind of came from these different ends of the musical spectrum, and and somehow we've met at this point, and it's working. I mean, when I started putting stuff on YouTube, I think when people hear a hint of grittiness in somebody's voice, they're like, that's badass. That's rock music. That's metal. You should be in my band. I, I got so much of that stuff, and and the truth is, I never really got into metal. I didn't listen to metal. Aiden grew up listening to metal, playing metal. Doc, total metal. Mo, metal. Uh, Mike, metal. Me, no metal. Very odd. But uh, I think the reason why it kind of works is that uh, one of uh, Doc's favorite bands, which he might have expressed to you, is uh, Muse. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. which the dude's totally clean singing voice, but amazing music, and it might have some influence in metal. But I mean, once again, getting together with them, uh, we do kind of come from different walks of life with with music and, and I mean life in general. Um, but something about all of our personalities, it feels very destined to work because we just we're all just very funny goofy ass people and and then musically i guess everybody just it's almost like everybody did their homework and they just know what the hell they're doing so we just could get together and every time we play it was not amateur or mediocre by any means it was always just on point everybody was tight everybody had everything really really good but uh i don't know another part of it is that we didn't get to write the music together i mean the music was written primarily by me and doc i mean doc wrote almost most of the musical stuff and then i added my part which was you know great for me instead of having to write everything and do everything so um once we really get to be in a room or a space and write together and, and hear all those those different uh, influences come together that'll be a lot more special but you know I, th I think it still comes across a little bit even with somebody like mo the way he plays drums you know he didn't play everything like it was uh, like it was written he, he played it with his own kind of style and, and he's got that gospel kind of chop style and his, his fills are different and his fills are way better um, than some computer program like -a 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 -a. <laughs> yeah hopefully that answers the question a little bit no yeah. man you're cool um, 
I think uh, I think what's cool about it too is uh, I I really I really dig the artwork too. And um, oh my gosh, I'm trying. Is it uh, Gustavo? Gustavo, Sato. yeah. Um, which which from the way Doc uh, told me years ago when I first talked to him, with God forbid, like. Like he he he'll listen to the music and and then just make the art based on on that, which I think is which is awesome. And uh, I thought the artwork came out pretty pretty cool. I, I yeah. actually I, I kind of regret I, I have um, I have probably too many band T-shirts already because um, I want to let you know that I did I donated okay Thanks. I did donate um, <laughs> but um, I kind of I kind of regret not getting a. Uh, a shirt now because I was like, God, man, like that, like, like the poster was really cool. The album art was really cool. What was it like the first time you saw that? You know, where where you saw like what this dude came up with based on like stuff that that you helped create. Well, I mean, I'm a perfectionist, uh, which isn't always the best thing. So the first thing he sent us was this kind of uh, piece of it was like a black and white logo type thing, and honestly, didn't like it. I was like, I don't get it. I don't like it really, but it's okay. And, you know, I went to school for art and I, I care a lot about it, even though I'm not the best artist. Um, but I just know when something feels right and everything like that. So I, I wasn't crazy about it. And I just kind of kept trying to trust that he was going to do something or whatever. And then as the rest of the artwork started coming out, I was blown away. I loved it. And he started expressing how he came up with it while listening to it. And that blew me away too. He was talking about Fibonacci sequence, which is tattooed on my wrist, and uh, the spiral shapes, and all these kind of things, which is tattooed on my neck, all that kind of crazy shit. And I was like, wow, this guy, like, how the hell did he pull that from the music? It's not like I'm talking about weird spiritual things or anything, but um, anyway, man, he, he got it somehow, and um, I think now, seeing all the artwork, is now I get the, uh, we just got the CD artwork, it's, it's incredible. Like, what he did with the sweatshirt, and the t-shirt and and the artwork and everything is is amazing and uh i have another project that's going to be coming out in a couple months uh that i did with just aiden which is called cosm i think you might have heard about that right i haven't heard i haven't heard about that yet no i wrote about it a little bit on my philotaxis site uh me and aiden wrote a five song ep just together just me and him uh playing all the instruments and such and it's all recorded i still have to do some vocal stuff um, but anyway, we had an artist picked out for that and everything. And we're like, yeah, this is going to be great. We got estimates. We got everything. And then Gustavo did such an amazing job. It was like, no, nah, we have to have him do it. <laughs> like, I've <laughs> I've been seeing his artwork on Instagram and everything. And I'm just like, this guy is killing it. Every time, it's amazing. So, And, uh, and as for the sweatshirt and the T-shirt and stuff, I mean, people that have no idea what I'm doing, and they don't even know what it is, they see it, and then they're like, can I buy one of these? <laughs> yeah, sure. When I have them, you can buy one. <laughs> you don't even need to listen to the music. I'll just sell you a sweatshirt. What was that process like with with the Kickstarter? I mean, knowing uh, knowing a couple of a couple of buddies who have done that over the years. Um, um, the one guy I was talking to you about, my buddy Ryan, um, their band is called Tropic Bombs, uh, which was another kind of a beautiful accident. Like they were uh, him and his buddy John were jamming one day. And he forgot to turn the distortion off, um, so he had like this upstroke type of riff that sounded sort of like a surfy riff, but it was like heavy. And they're both like, "Oh wow, that sounds really cool. We should we should try to do that." So they they kind of have like a mixture of sort of like reggae and, and some hip hop, and but also some heavy. Uh, Ryan's favorite band of all time is He's Legend, 
um, and he's really turned me on to them. Um, another band that's out there that a lot of people, I wish I wish more people knew about them because I, I really think that they're awesome too. Um, but anyway, um, I know I know for them it was kind of like that balance of trying to come up with like really fun stuff for people who donate, but also trying to keep it like realistic. I think they had a joke one on there for like $50,000 where they would like, you know, play in like your grandma's living room or something because they just knew nobody was going to do anything like that. But uh, what was that like with, with you guys? I mean, obviously being in different parts of the country um, and, and getting the ball rolling for that to try to come up with stuff that you think people would want uh, to be a part of. And, and then also having the vision to go, okay, like once this happens, now we actually got to put all this like together. Um, was that a, was that a fun process? Was it a little taxing? I mean, it was just me and Doc basically again trying to trying to hook it all up. So I was pretty scared shitless because I've never really done anything like that. I mean, I had raised the money for my last album personally for Philotaxis, but I mean, it wasn't on some website. And I'm not good with numbers. Like I'm full on creative person all the way. And uh, if my wife didn't handle a lot of the number stuff with with me and her, like I would be homeless. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. So Doc is, uh, I think, a little bit more savvy with those things than I am. And uh, and knowing that he was going to handle it and help along the way and and stuff helps me help me keep my sanity. But I knew the merchandise was great. I knew the artwork was great. I knew that uh, the music was really great. So I don't know. Like I had faith that that um we were putting good stuff out there and it wasn't just kind of i don't know just trying to put up a turd and try to sell it and people like yeah i guess it's kind of cool um but yeah i don't know like it's it was scary man like and then having it yeah having raised all that i don't know man i just got shirts made i just got cds made i i I was pretty confident that we could do that and that it wouldn't be too big of a deal but i didn't have any faith that we were going to raise over what we tried to raise i just kind of once again went to doc as the glorious man that he is and was like dude if you make this happen that would be great but i'm just gonna sit here and not do anything because what am i gonna do i'm not i'm not gonna do anything i put up a youtube video and people were like yeah that was what and then they didn't care (laughs) so uh doc did interview after interview and people cared and thank god for doc so he he was the saving grace and he's the man that put it all together now i get to I had to make the shirts and, and hook everything up, make the CDs, and I'm, I have to be that guy. So I can do that. I thought it was uh, I thought it was cool with the EP too. Uh, there's there's an ebb and flow to it. Like you have the intro that goes into the first song, um, and then you have the middle part. Um, the waiting pool was was another one where kind of it kind of goes into the next one, which is pull me out, which which I thought was uh, was really cool. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to ask it without like you know trying to sound like too heady. Like, what was the process, man? Like, I don't want to. I don't ever want stuff that I ask to sound like like PC. But um, you know, putting putting that stuff on paper and, and seeing it come through like that. Um, even even I, I guess I would say like for for a what is it five or six song EP, it still definitely has like a feel. Like it's like one. It's not like you guys just took like four songs and threw them at the wall like they all kind of tie into one another it's sort of like a a symbiotic thing with the way that you you put it together was that kind of the idea going into it or was it just sort of as the process went along with the music um that it kind of happened that way because i thought it was really cool how how you had the two different slower parts and they tied into the other songs i mean you get a little bit of that symbiosis uh with doc's playing because his playing is 
is very similar. Like you know when he wrote something and when he plays it. Um, so you had that right from the start with the four songs, basically. But um, those other little things, I mean, the entire uh, weird waiting pool thing that I did with the speaking and such, that came to me while I, I have trouble sleeping. So it would just all just start flooding in, and I wrote it down on the phone, and then I was like, I should... You know, try to say this in, in a weirder voice or something, and and I don't know, like it just it just happened. And then the intro for the other song was another creative process thing where it just kind of happened, and, and we're like, we should put something on there. And, and when you put me and Aiden in a room, we'll write our asses off. Like we, if we shut up and and just let stuff flow in, we'll just keep writing and coming up with amazing stuff. But another big part of it is that I I love uh, the Pink Floyd approach where things uh, flow into each other. So. Um, with my last album, I tried to do a lot of that. With with the Cosm album that we're writing, um, we tried to kind of do that. We love when things, you know, just kind of flow into something else, and you feel like you're going on a journey instead of just like thong and now that's going to be thong and then it's going to be datong. Um, yeah, I definitely like that, and it, it's awesome too if you if you feel like it was more of an experience. If you know it was you know basically only four songs, um, I hope you like the acoustic track too because. You know, that was just Doc's guitar playing and then me just doing my thing. So I thought it turned out really special. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm itching to uh, I'm itching to listen to that. That was like the only one I haven't. Uh, when you messaged me and you're like, we're going to do this because the last time I was late and I felt really bad because I opened up my computer and it's like, uh, you need to update right now, Mike, like right now. Um, obviously, my computer didn't say that, but I feel like your computer is always doing that. You know, you'll go to it and you're like, oh, I got to get this done. And it's always when you have to get something done. You know, yeah. it's it's just like when you have a bad bowel movement. It's never at a convenient time. It's always like <laughs> I'm in a public place. There's not a crapper nearby, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm walking my dog right now, and and it just hit me really bad. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of the same thing with whenever there's a computer update. It's like it's like whenever you really have to do something, you're like, oh, I got to pay that bill, and it's like, uh, no, Windows would like to update you to Windows ten point one point one point one backslash point two. Uh, and it's going to take the next thirty years of your life, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, to listen to the acoustic version too, but um, but so so as far as a um, as as far as what the last couple months have been like, you know, because it was really cool because I was watching it. I I remember I moved down here at the end of October, and I talked to Doc like the first the first or second weekend I moved down. I think I talked to him early November, and you guys had just like started it and it because it, it was over i think at the end of november like right after thanksgiving so i wanted to make sure that i that i tried to get it up as as soon as possible but um though like that last week like it was just flooding in and you guys ended up surpassing uh your goal which i thought was was awesome from that point to now what what's it uh what's it been like you know you mentioned you had one person approach you about about doing doing a tour what's it been like sort of i guess now sifting through not only getting getting everybody who donated all all of the stuff and getting getting the EP done, but um, but but getting to that point now where where there's potential to to maybe you know play some play some live shows. I mean, have have you had a lot of people sort of uh, industry people or, or those types of people reach out, or is it or is it still kind of like a day by day thing with this? We might have. Doc has been handling most of those emails and stuff. Uh, I've just been kind of letting him handle them because I wouldn't know what to do if they came to me. Once again, I'd just be like, you want me to play a show? That's cool. Maybe I'll play. But, I mean, to be honest, you know, the album hasn't been released yet. I haven't sent all the, the merch out because I haven't gotten it yet. It's going to be about, you know, another two weeks. Um, 
so it's been just a waiting game. It's just been sitting around waiting for uh, to get things done and then working with Forrester night after night. Uh, every time he would hit me up, it was like 8 o'clock in the morning there. He would hit me up here. It would be like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, damn it. And then I would go upstairs and sit here and try to work quietly, like listening to the mixes and stuff. So um, it's been just a lot of that and a lot of waiting for things to be finished. And our, our shirt company that was that's making all that uh, awesome merchandise uh, didn't get back to me for weeks and weeks after Christmas. Uh, their their secretary was out, and just nobody cared. <laughs> so uh, just finally, like a week and a half later, some guy was like, "Hey man, sorry, this person was out. I'm handling it now." Okay, thank God. So, yeah, it's just been a lot of waiting and getting the tracks done. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, man. So let me know uh, how we're doing time-wise, because I, I don't I don't want to be. Uh rude and take up way more than your Sunday because I, I know we all got lives to live uh, I'll, I'll try not to keep you too much longer though but um, I do want to ask you about uh, with Forrester and you mentioned um, what he's been able to do with, with the songs because I think so many people think oh well you just record it right you just play your instrument and this dude sings and this dude plays the drums and then you just kind of put it all together in a program and, and that's it um, but but that is a big part of it uh, when you when you bring somebody in to kind of put the finishing touches on it. Um, what 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 did he do? And I guess I, I know it probably isn't going to be like a simple five word answer, and that's that's fine. But um, I'm genuinely interested in like um, the certain touches that that different producers put on things. And uh, so as a guy who made this music and and I think visceral because that's the title of the EP, right? Is visceral. Which yeah. I think is very appropriate too, because when I heard it, I was like, "Wow, this is just coming from like, like it's from right here. It's just coming from right, right down in the gut." Um, but uh, what what does he put on it um, when you first started working with him? Where you're like, "Wow," where it's like that. It just makes sense what he's doing. Like just for people, I guess, to kind of understand what that process is like. That recording is actually just one part of actually doing it. The rest of it is all. The other stuff um what's what's he been able to bring to the table man um well as you just said i mean it's it's another big part of it i mean it's it's uh definitely now with the way that music's made and recorded digitally and things like that it's there is a lot of choices that are going to be made in the mixing process and such that are going to make the music more maybe special or actually make it worse sometimes um since we couldn't be in the same room and since we you know, we only had such a small window of time in the studio uh, to put those things together. We didn't get to make many, you know, uh, little reverb choices or a little, you know, this should be doubled or this should be bigger or anything like that. We didn't get that time. So not to mention, I mean, yeah, going along with that, like we, we didn't get to make those choices. So when we when we sent out for these uh, these test mixes, most of them were very sterile and they're very dry. The people didn't want to add any of their flavor into it they wanted it to just kind of feel like it was our creation and and you know here's what you did and the best i can do with what you did but we wanted somebody to, to to run with it a little bit more we wanted somebody to be a little bit more creative and put their own creative energy into it and uh forrester was the one that did that uh with the test mix so uh with the songs he did make a lot of little creative decisions sometimes to the point where we couldn't hear him and uh you know, reverb choices or echo or my voice or uh, making the choruses just sound really special. You know, the, the song would build and then the chorus would really hit and just be like, wow, the chorus is so much better now. Um, and it sounds very chorusy. It sounds very like, bam, you've been waiting and there it is. Now that you're at the chorus. 
you've arrived. Um, so he made a lot of those kind of choices, and um, and like I said, that we didn't we didn't have that before. But he also just he made everything sound better than it did. We didn't we didn't have a good studio uh, thing. It just it turned into crappy, and the drums were recorded poorly to the point where Forrester was like, "You recorded the drums, right?" And I'm like. No, no. He's like, oh, good, because they're terrible. We're like, oh, man, that sucks. And and he, he made them sound a lot better to the point where you're not going to just hear him and be like, you know, why did the drums sound terrible? So um, he made a lot of our instruments sound better than we could have imagined and, uh, and put it all together in a, an awesome package. And I couldn't have imagined that either. So that's well, kind of what he added, sir. <laughs> when you uh when you imagine doing this stuff as a kid and, and you look at where you where you are now ravi as far as like the uh the music that you're making and you mentioned this this project coming up with aiden um if, if you could show like i don't know like your eight or nine year old self like with all the crap that you ended up going through in your life to get to this point is it do you feel like where where you are now musically is is exactly where you want to be uh, definitely not. You know, perfectionism, OCD crap ruined that. But then again, life was a lot different back then with the music industry and such. And without going into that, you know, I probably had aspirations to be famous or to have things like that. But now, now, in hindsight, I realize now that a lot of those thoughts are kind of poisonous and just kind of, you know, wanting to be famous and things like that. That kind of stuff screws with your head. It's kind of gross and messed up. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, cool, I can't go to the grocery store anymore without people being like just getting all over you so um i think the most important element is that i'm making music for a living and i'm you know i'm teaching music i'm playing music like every day and i think that's the most amazing thing And i'm not sure if my seven-year-old self would have understood that uh or if my parents would have even understood i don't think they understand it now but that i think is the most important thing as long as i'm still able to keep creating music and uh and playing music every day that's incredible because when i did the job thing that wasn't for me i can't i can't physically or mentally handle that so and if i ever have to go back to it probably won't be able to it's just straight diving off a bridge or something just goodbye so um yeah but i think that's the most that's the most important element just being able to to do the music thing all the time so is it is it cool to be able to give back and uh, as as a teacher now and, and see like the younger younger generation come up, especially as a guy like yourself, where you you've been able to develop an audience on your own and, and do it and do it the way that you've wanted to do it? Is it because um, I got to imagine there's probably questions that they ask you too related to like, well, what's it like to be a singer? You know, kids have such a far you know there, there's like that jumping into adulthood is like like driving 70 miles an hour towards a bridge that's like, you know, a thousand feet above like a really tiny creek and then just jumping off of it. And then like that, like I, I, I just even remember when I started like just like high school and college, just how naive I was when I was even like a teenager. And then you get into adulthood and you experience things. So um, for you, for you as a guy who's, who's teaching music too and doing voice lessons and stuff is it's uh is it cool to kind of see the, the younger generation coming up and, 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 and still sort of see um, that talent there? Because you're obviously in a position where, where you can kind of either help cultivate it or, like you said before, like poison it. You know what I mean? Um, is, that, is that cool to be able to, in addition to make your own music, actually be able to, to help out these younger kids and, and help them find their own voice? 
Yeah, I mean, I, growing up, I was never really good around kids necessarily, even though I'm a uh, you know, funny guy or a uh, lovable kind of person. And in some ways, I was never good with kids. And now seeing that I have that, uh, that skill was definitely really kind of shocking. These kids uh, absolutely love and adore me, and it's, it's weird. Uh, and uh, they consider me their friend and such and sometimes they're only like eight years old and I, I i have a great time hanging out with them and and making them laugh and teaching them things it's uh it's a little bit like a lot of stuff i mean you see kids that really might do something with music and really have some kind of a skill and then you see people that are just dabbling in it and you know you know deep down they're not going to do anything with it but they're kind of having fun and you're still you're still a part of their life and it still is important in different ways so um it's it's still a, a scary, weird thing not to keep going back to my sets of fears because of the poisonous ideas of success and the music that these kids are listening to and growing up with. It's not the same thing that we grew up with. It's not the same kind of music, you know. They're just like, this song's good. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And then they're like, this song's good, too. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, those things don't fit together, but they, to them it does. So, I don't know. It, it definitely is a special experience to be able to teach uh, people and then you know i've taught like a 72 year old man uh when we were singing frank sinatra and stuff and that's that's really awesome too so i don't know being able to bring any kind of joy into people's life through this kind of stuff is is a really special thing and i'm i'm glad i get to do it yeah well robbie i think that's a good place to end it man ended it on a on a positive note i uh as always i really appreciate your time um even though i've never met you personally you're definitely a dude that uh, i have a lot of respect for musically um and otherwise too you know you, you've always been down to earth getting back to me uh and and doing this podcast i mean because there's really no reason for you to ever like talk to me like you don't know me you know what i mean like uh i'm just i'm just somebody that's just doing this because i love to do it and you're you're a genuine dude man so for what it's worth from a from a perfect stranger uh thanks for doing this again i'm really excited for uh vegas nerve and now that i know about what the, uh, what you're doing with uh aiden too i can't wait to check that out too man um but yeah, uh, if we could, um, if you want to just plug, you know, for people who maybe uh, aren't familiar, who might who might check this out, uh, they can find you guys on Facebook at Vegas Nerve, and your stuff is Philo Taxes, um, which I'll put those links up. And then uh, yeah, within what by within springtime, hopefully you, you're. But uh, by the time you get all the the t-shirts and artwork and all that stuff, is that kind of the goal now? Sort of like. The spring, if, I guess if we had to put a, a timetable on or, or you had to put a timetable on, that's when people could kind of check out the Vegas Nerve and see it in its, all its glory. Yeah, I mean, hopefully by what? My birthday is on February 27th. If we could get it out like on that day or around that time, that'd be pretty exciting because then I could be like, yay, birthday, yay, Vegas Nerve. But yeah, I mean, we're on, we're on YouTube and we're going to be, you know, slowly putting stuff up on there. And uh, we're going to have a website here really soon, probably building that here in a couple days. And, uh, and yeah, Facebook is always, I don't know, man, it's, it's starting to take over the world. So we're on Facebook. We're on, uh, I don't know if we're on Twitter yet, but, I mean, we'll be on all that stuff. Instagram, we're on there sharing pictures of our beautiful faces and mostly Doc's beautiful face and head. So. And now, uh, and now with, with the stuff you're doing with, with uh, Aiden, um have you guys put anything out there yet, or is it so far as it just between the two of you? You know, it's a weird thing. Um, me and him are very much uh, like-minded in the way that we don't like images and, and sexiness and all this crap associated with, with the music. And our music is 
so very important and beautiful to us that we just want it to be artwork and music. So we might not even associate our names with it. We might just do the weird ghost. You know the band Ghost? Yes. Yeah, we might do something like that. Uh, we might wear masks and just be weird for the sake of being weird. Um, and just, just to keep our identity and just, I don't know. He, he, Aiden really wants to just seep it out slowly and see if it grows. But as you know, with the internet, it's a vast world of just chaos. So, like, <laughs> I mean, I would love that, and that's, that's true. But, I mean, it would be nice to at least have a little bit of a following with Phil Taxis and Vegas Nerve and be like, hey, we also did this. Do you want to listen to it? Okay, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hopefully going to be done probably in like uh, three months from now or something like that. It's Like I said, it's all written. It's amazing. Uh, very, very proud of that as well. So, um, yeah. And it's Cosm? It's called Cosm, yeah. Not to be confused with um, Alex Gray's Cosm that he has uh, upstate, um, you know, where he's at the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. Do you ever hear of that? I, Alex Gray? You I did not know. The wall back here. This I artwork. almost I, that's awesome. I almost thought that that was like a super huge tool artwork for a second. That's, Alex Gray did the artwork for Tool, and that's yeah. He has a thing. <laughs> I, uh, I came up with the word Cosm. I came up with all these band names because it's terrible to think of a band name nowadays. Uh, everything is taken, and if you if it's not. You know, if you come up with something, you're like, this is the greatest thing. It resonates with us personally and the music and everything. Some kid that has a band in Portugal has a Facebook <laughs> and you're like, dude, I, Jesus. Like, so anyway, um, uh, yeah, Cosm was something that Aiden saw out of my list. And he's like, that sounds really great. I would love to do that or like to use that word. And I was like, good, we're doing it. And then the only thing I found after a while was uh was his chapel sacred mirrors and if we're accidentally associated with alex gray that's great and hopefully if he hears our music he'll be like yeah you can you know you can use that name i don't care so did you did you watch the documentary on uh hr geiger have, are you, oh. have you you've seen his artwork for all the alien stuff and all that over the years yeah i just watched that a couple weeks ago and i found out that all of us have been saying that wrong right hr geiger i always thought and then they said hr geiger throughout the whole film and i was like wow i'm yeah Oh, so it's like it's like Neil Peart, or it's like no, it's Peart now. I was like, is it really Neil Peart? I had no idea. We were all just calling him Neil Peart for like thirty-five years, and all of a sudden it's like, no, it's Peart. Like, okay, okay, all right. I had no idea. Yeah, that his his artwork is uh, really interesting, really interesting stuff too. Um, but yeah, I said I was going to end it like five minutes ago. One last thing, I do want I do want to ask you what um, what you've been listening to because it uh, from from the See, this is why I'm glad we did a video, man. Not because, uh, you know, you get to stare in my lovely eyes, um, but uh, you got the Segura Roche shirt going on. You got the Deftones and the uh, the Tool stuff in the background. You've got an eclectic taste. Um, and this is why I like talking to music people, because uh, I, I find out about, about other things that maybe I should be checking out. So what are... Is there is there anything uh, interesting that you've been listening to lately that that you you would would love to like suggest and put out there in in the ether in the internet world? Have you listened to Pussifer's new album? I have not. I have not. If you've never listened to any of Pussifer's stuff, uh, that's Maynard from Tool. Yes. Circle. Yeah, his his solo stuff. So I just got this like five days ago. This is an amazing album. The one before it was one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, it's really, really great. And then, uh, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Just got, just got this one final, along with George Carlin, one of my favorite human beings that ever existed. Um, let's see. 
I most of the time when I'm listening to music, it's for uh, singing practice. It's always just to sing. I'm gonna sing this. I'm gonna sing this. I'm gonna sing this. So uh, I was really tied into the Pussifer album for a while. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really been listening to anything like specifically new and getting into it. I I have a lot of stuff I should be listening to that people have told me about, but if I go through my song list, yeah. I got way obsessed with the, the song Night Moves by Bob Seger. Yeah. There's a new one for you. He's a Detroit yeah. guy. He's from, from near where I'm from. Yeah, Bob is a, he's like a, an icon back from from where I'm from, yeah, not so much Toledo, but yeah, Detroit. He's he's one of he's he's on the Mount Rushmore of Detroit for music for sure, yeah. Awesome, yeah. I don't know why I just got obsessed with uh, his voice and that song and and mimicking it, and because I you know love voiceover and trying to mimic people's voices. It kind of sucks because it slows you down from finding your own voice when you're too busy mimicking other people. But there's an excitement about it for me. I don't know why. If, see, I don't want to be that guy that gives you a suggestion right now, but uh, the song Old Man from Neil Young, I freaking love that. And uh, my mom, it really reminds her of uh, my grandpa, who I was really close with. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, you know, if you ever uh, you ever want to bust out a, a, a Neil Young cover, I think that'd be cool. I think you and Aiden could put your own spin on it. But if yeah. you never do it, I, I mean, don't feel like you have to do it. I'm just, as we're talking, uh, I'm just throwing that out there. I have a I have a guitar student that I teach. Uh, I have a couple guitar students, but I have one that I teach here in my private studio, and he just mentioned that song last time that he would like to learn that song. So uh, I'll be listening to it here and learning it anyway. So see, the universe is bringing it. It's is, is bringing it in here. It's like the law of attraction. It's like uh, you know, it's all coming in. See, that's that's the thing. Outside of music, I feel like maybe maybe we should do like a, or, or that would probably be too weird, right? Because we've never actually met. Like to do a. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be interested to pick your brain about the, the Fibonacci sequence and the, uh, the philotaxis and, uh, you know, because not to get too heady, but I, I really feel like the, uh, I started reading stuff about the law of attraction and the Kabbalion and mental alchemy, like, you know, I haven't, I shouldn't say read because I'm not like, you know, reading books and having, you know, taking a hit of a pipe and, a, you know, hot tea. Uh, I'm That's not very well, well versed or well versed on it at all. Um, but there's just been weird stuff that I've seen. And like I said, the, the changes in my life the last three months, knock on wood, have been so positive to the point where I, I am. I'm trying not to revert back to those old mental tendencies of like, all right, when's when's the when's the wave coming now where it's just going to wash all this? Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you kind of mention like uh, like the, the how, you know, going back to Gustavo and the Fibonacci sequence and that type of stuff. Um because I, because you know, I don't know what, what how it's related to it at all, or may might not be related to it at all. But uh, the whole mental alchemy thing, and then just the whole Neil Young thing, it just kind of all came full circle for me. But anyway, I'm rambling again. So, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I got into that stuff when I was young, and uh, started getting really obsessed with infinite concepts and infinity, and and just things like that. And uh, I think it was just a way for my, you know, OCD mind to start chasing something. Especially because when I was in high school, I mean, I hated it. It was terrible and it was a waste of time. If I was honest about it, it was a real waste of time and energy and uh, everything. So uh, I think my mind wanted to just start uh, hyper-focusing on things and it just started going in all those directions. So um, uh, that's, I mean, this tattoo on my wrist is, ba is basically to my obsessive-compulsive overthinking and overanalyzing. And I'm a Pisces, so that kind of goes into it too. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you could sit and talk about that stuff all day. I mean, and I got, you know, the chakras tattooed on my arm, that stuff, energy and, and all that kind of stuff means a lot to me. But I mean, it could mean a lot more to me if I had people, you know, maybe like yourself to talk to about it. I don't. I don't talk to anybody about it. It's just there. And I mean, we talk about infant, you know, Fibonacci sequences and everything. I mean, that's everything is that. And we are that. We're a part of all that. So just thinking about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's it's here all everywhere. That's everything. It creates everything. <laughs> as as my life started changing, too, I would to this day, I see. Um, and there's an artist, uh, a, a rapper back where I'm from uh, Rain. He, he goes by Rain Wilder. Um, he, ha he has three, three, three tattooed on his neck. Um, and he was talking about uh, the law of attraction and stuff. And his his latest album, Vibes, he, he kind of talks about all that stuff. And it's really weird because to this day, I will see numbers in sequence. I'll see like 222 or 333 or 444 or 1111. I'm like, why am I? And then I'll try to look up meanings of why I'm seeing these things. And uh, it is. It's crazy, man. But I, I believe I believe in it. I, I, I think... Uh, I think the, the you know you have what the id and ego and all that stuff I, and I think for a lot of people it's a control thing they they don't want to believe that there's forces at work that are beyond anything that are within their own hands but the reality is is none of us are in control sure we make choices but the reality is is at least that's what I believe is there's no control and when I stopped trying to find that control I ended up where I was supposed to be you yeah. know it's crazy man but again, I ranted for another five minutes, so I hopefully hopefully you don't think I'm a, a nut job right now. But uh, but yeah, so it's I'm very interested in that stuff because uh, I, I it's it's really not even like me seeking out to reaffirm those things. I just feel like that's what is really actually happening. You know what I mean when I say that? Like that's that's just it's not me like seeking it out, like going, oh, this is justifying how I feel. I I feel like I'm getting. I'm getting that that uh, feedback back from whatever it is because that's just the way it is. I don't know if that makes sense, you know. And, uh, have you listened to what I said in the waiting pool? That little uh, weird intro thing. I mean, you'll you'll find a little bit of that in there. It's it's about uh, fighting against something and realizing that it's completely ridiculous that you're fighting against it because it's it's going to act on you how it's going to act on you. And you might as well just give up and just be and exist. And, and that's all you could have pretty much ever done anyway. And the more you fight against it, the more you're just going to... Actually, there was a, a band called Nothing More. Did you listen to their music at all? I saw them with... Um, I saw them open for Seven Dust in, in my hometown, Toledo, back in uh, 2013. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I saw them too, and they did the whole the bass stuff and everything. But uh, one of the cool things that... Uh, they said before they played the song that made him kind of get big. Uh, um, this is the time ballast. That yeah. song. Um, he talked about it before they played it, and he basically said something along the lines of uh, learning how to float in life. And he said about the more you fight, the more you just kind of are like kicking in the water, and you're just going to sink. And if you would just realize that if you'd stop fighting, you would just float to the top and just stay there. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just a wonderful little piece of information. I was just like, that probably is what, uh, hearing him say that probably is what uh, spawned a little bit of the, the waiting pool stuff in the first place. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're terrific people. Um, got to talk to the guitarist when, when we were there, uh, seeing the show, and uh, really nice guys and really down-to-earth people. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's all the same shit. Uh, anytime, yeah, if I, if I didn't have suffering in my life, I, I wouldn't have music. 
because that's what the music is. It's all just my terrible, for the most part, just terrible shit, just turning itself into something beautiful, which is the music stuff. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, we all have to keep going through it. And then hopefully you're on an upswing right now, and you're just you you know you went down in the hole so far that now you're up here, and at some point you might go back down and and learn some more shit, and then come back up again. So it's the way I like to look at it, but. But anyway, yeah, if we fight against it too much, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep sinking to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. But uh seriously, dude, I really I really appreciate the time. Uh I really love what you guys are doing and uh I think it's awesome that you're putting your stuff out there, man, and that you're you're having the courage to just be vulnerable with with your work because uh I think a lot of people are really gonna enjoy it, man. And I mean that genuinely. So thank you, my friend. Thanks again, man. I'll talk to you anytime. All right, and, and is there a song we can give people? Is there one that uh, that you would like to put out there, uh, be, beyond the one that's out there now, or do you kind of want to wait since it's not pick, uh, fully? Pick, pick a different one. I can know? I can just pick one. That's cool. Yeah, man. All right. Do it. I, I mean, appreciate. The only person will get pissed off is Doc, and screw him, man. He's on <laughs> tour. He's on tour anyway. He won't. He won't care. <laughs> so, but man, just yeah, just pick whatever you want. That would be a cool way to have people hear it you know they'll hear me and try to get to know me a little bit and then they can bitch that i'm not a part of god forbid or that i ruined god forbid and you know we can read the comments together and we can laugh about them i don't know um but yeah it's been a good talking to you you too my friend thanks again for the time and uh listening to me rant um hopefully it wasn't too much i just uh my mind's like a hamster in a wheel man it's just uh it never really stops i just i just kind of have to shift gears every now and again so uh hopefully hopefully this was an enjoyable experience for you always yeah man my mind's the same way so that's why i wish i could have answered the questions better but it's going to be this way and that's who i am so there's nothing i can do about it float That was Robbie Orr of Vegas Nerve, Philotaxis, and the upcoming Cosm with good pal Aiden Oxenrider, who is also in Vegas Nerve. Aiden, again, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, dude. I really am because I hate it when people butcher my last name. For some reason, when people see my last name, they, they want to say Ow. They say Bauman or Bowman. Bauman is like the last one they go to for some reason. The U throws people off. It's all about that U throwing people off. But anyway, I really hope you guys uh, check out Vegas Nerve. This is really incredible EP, even if you didn't donate to the Kickstarter, which, shame on you, man. I mean, come on. You got five bucks. Come on. What's wrong with you? But if you didn't donate to the Kickstarter, you will be able to get the music very soon within either the coming weeks or definitely within the coming months. But uh, right now, they're in the final stages of putting everything together, as you guys just heard in that conversation with, with Ravi. And I'm really excited, man. I mean, every every artist that I that I have on this show is an artist that I truly want to have on this show. They're they're people that I really just feel like I have that civic duty to share them with all of you, with the world. And Robbie's one of those dudes that has an incredible voice. And don't get me wrong, I mean, a lot of people know about the dude already. He's got a lot of stuff on YouTube from his Philotaxis stuff to his covers. I think the cover he did of every breath you take from the police has like over 200,000 views on YouTube, something like that. And over the years, he's just piled them up, you know, across the spectrum. And in addition to that, his solo stuff, Philotaxis, which is spelled P-H-Y-L-L-O-T-A-X-I-S. You can check out on that on there as well on YouTube and on Facebook. I'll put those links up. He plays every instrument on those records. 
they're very well put together and and like Vegas Nerve there's an ebb and a flow to it and I think that's what's so cool about this EP is I kind of touched on in the beginning and we talked about in the conversation is you know it's not like they just took five or six songs and said okay these are our best songs we're just going to throw them against the wall put them together smash them up in a little package and there you go there's definitely an ebb and a flow to it it's it's a symbiotic piece of music I would say even though they're independent songs there's a really cool acoustic version of one of those songs at the end so even if you didn't donate to the Kickstarter, I, I really hope that you guys go out and purchase this, whether it's hitting up these guys on their socials and trying to get a physical copy, if that's possible, or if it's picking up some merch, even if you just like the cool artwork from Gustavo and you want to check out the artwork, which I'm going to put up a link to his stuff as well. He did Equilibrium for God Forbid, and he's done a bunch of bands, and his stuff is amazing. Really talented dude. But uh, no, I really hope you support it. Because it's it's great music. Every single one of these guys, from Ravi to Doc to Aiden, Mike, Mo, they're all very talented musicians. And it's just it's crazy how we we live in this world where so many of these people don't get the credit that they deserve. But you know maybe it's not just about maybe it's not about the credit. You know maybe it is better to have a smaller audience that really loves what you do than having a big wide audience where you're just another fish in the sea. You know there's your quote of the day. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Boy, I'm in a really weird mood tonight. I'm just so excited that it's Friday. I can't tell you guys how excited I am. It's Friday. It's been a long week. It's been a really long week. Not a bad week. It's just been a busy week. You know what I mean? It's just been a busy week, and you look forward to the weekend, and Friday's the best day of the week, like I said. But anywho, I really hope you guys check it out. Not just Vegas Nerd, but Philotaxis. Go back and listen to all the God Forbid stuff. Doc is a down-to-earth guy, always been willing to chat with me um, when he has no reason to. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have a huge audience. You know, this is something that I'm, I'm trying to make more consistent. There's been a lot of changes in me life over the last few years. And um, it's just fun to keep doing this, man, and keep bringing this stuff to you guys. So I hope you check out all the old God Forbid stuff as well. Very talented group of guys and good group of guys. Uh, Mother with Mike Gowan. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Check it out. Same with Aliens and Shy Halud, the stuff that Mo's been part of. It's just all really good music, man, and and stuff that um, deserves to have more ears listening to it. So I will put all of those links up. And one last thing, though. Ravi was kind enough to allow me, before it's released, to give you guys another song from the Visceral EP, the forthcoming Visceral EP from Vegas Nerve. So, Doc, if you listen to this, just know... I didn't scam anything. Ravi willingly gave me the song. So if you're mad that we didn't put it out in your terms, I'm just saying you need to talk to your singer, all right? I'm washing my hands of it. I'm just putting it out there. I got permission. Goodbye. So Ravi gave me an opportunity to just pick a song that I that I liked, and I liked the whole thing. It's a, it's a great EP. I'm going to be jamming on it tomorrow when I've got uh, my errands to do because that's what happens, kids, when you turn – you know, 25, you become an adult and, and on the weekends you get stuff done. You know, you don't hit up your friends and go, Hey, where are you guys going to party tonight? Or do you want to go see a movie or do you guys want to whatever you, you, you do laundry and you go to the grocery store and you try to find chicken that's on sale and, uh, you go get your taxes done. So that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. And you know what? It's going to be awesome. Cause then I'm going to come home and I'm going to take a glorious nap and it's going to be amazing. So all you 15, 16-year-old, you know, 20-year-old kids that listen to this and think I'm lame, just wait. Just wait till a little bit more of the adult years creep in. 
and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. So I'm going to shut up, keep the faith, and be kind to one another. Here is Pull Me Out from Vegas Nerve's upcoming EP, Visceral. Peace. (laughs) 